What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. This is Bill Allen. Today, I've got some Seven Figure Altitude members on the podcast with me sharing their experience. We talk about, uh, let's see, chickens. We talked about um, real estate agents, how to find a good real estate agent if you're a flipper to make offers, uh, look for things like that. We talked about loneliness and vulnerability like I talked about on the last podcast. We talked about how... Um, how sometimes they uh, they struggle with being the person who knew the least inside the group and kind of why they joined Seven Figure Flipping and what what's next for them. So um, I got uh, Michael and Chris Arias out of Miami, some great husband and wife team here. We also talked about kind of their roles and responsibilities in the company. So uh, stick around. We have our Seven Figure Flipping Mastermind meeting coming up in just a day in Nashville, Tennessee. So if you're listening to this, you might be on the airplane on the way there. Uh, you might be there at the hotel right now, getting ready to meet up. I'm so excited for that. And if you're not there, you need to be there. Uh, you can go to sevenfigurealtitude.com, drop your um, application in, and we'll see if we can get you in at least uh, to the virtual event. And who knows, maybe you can uh, jump out here and, and get there with us tomorrow. So um, without further ado, here's Michael and Chris Arias. I had a, such a great time with them. Um, really incredible couple and a great part of our mastermind group. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, everybody. What is up? I have an awesome show, and we just... I don't know. We just spent like 30 minutes before this talking about um, chickens and some other stuff. So it was a lot of fun. And now we'll uh, let you into the real show. So we'll talk about real estate and things like that. So uh, the reason we were talking about chickens, if you don't know, um, I have my, one of my goals was to buy the, the acreage behind my house, the 13 acres behind my house. And just a couple of days ago, we closed on it. And I'm really excited about that. We bought a horse and next is some organic farming and some chickens. And I know Michael, if you don't know this, maybe, uh, maybe you will, if we talk about it a little bit, but he is a chicken expert. And so they <laughs> have, uh, and they live in Miami. I, uh, and I watched them put together this chicken coop. So I asked them for all this chicken advice before this and they gave it to me. So I can't wait to, uh, so if you want to reach out after this podcast, don't worry about real estate or anything. If you need chicken advice, you can email Michael. He'll give you his email address. So, all right. Uh, Michael and Chris Arias, they are members of our seven figure altitude community. Uh, I'm really excited to talk to them today. When they, when they join the community, they like jump right in and went, they play full out just got after it. It's been really exciting to watch this. They've done the 500K challenge. I've watched that. Uh, we just did a deal together. I did some transactional funding for them. They're really exciting and I'm happy to have them uh, on the team in the mastermind group and to share uh, their story with you guys today. So Michael and Chris, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for coming. And uh, I'm excited to talk to you guys today. Bill, so great to be here. Thanks yeah. for having us. Thanks for having us. We're very excited for this opportunity. Very cool. Okay, so the chicken chicken master is the best intro that I could possibly give to pull people into this podcast <laughs> and get them excited about it. Now, how about you give us like a little bit, tell us about you guys for real. All right. Well, me personally, um, you know, I'm from Miami. I'm born and raised. And I grew up with some chickens. <laughs> and I guess that's why um, I was inspired to have some chickens for my girls. So I got two daughters. One is Ruby and Suki, they're four and two. And uh, that's how we got into the chicken talking, you know? Um, and side note, we don't have chickens currently, um, but we've done a lot of planning for chickens. <laughs> so the pressure is really on to get the yeah. chickens at this point. Yes, yes, yes. 
All right. What about real estate? Do you guys have any experience in real estate or are you just getting started? And um, we have some experience in real estate. Yes, yes, yes. So she actually got into real estate first. Um, yeah. So uh, my 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 backstory is I was a professional ballet dancer, which is kind of like my fun fact. Uh, totally weird for a lot of people to hear that I dance ballet professionally. And um, back, uh, you know, before the market crash, back in like 2006, I wanted to go into real estate. So. I got my real estate license like so many people do and thought, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, have a business one day. And uh, I ended up selling some real estate. And then uh, when the crash happened, I, I pulled out of real estate and um, I went into teaching ballet for a little bit. And yeah. then uh, and then I got into, you know, typical corporate sales. And then and then I got my decided to get my real estate license. because I noticed that the market was doing well. So I got my license and I think this was 2014, 2014. Yeah. I, we've always had the dream that we, you know, we want to work for ourselves and yeah. so, have a business. Mm -hmm. So I got my license in 2014, just typical, you know, sales, working with buyers and sellers. And then I got into the, I got into, you know, typically people want to get into luxury real estate because that's where I guess where all the money is and that's where the fame is. But in, interestingly enough, I got into looking for, you know, um, distressed properties for a couple of investors, right? They reached out to me and said, Michael, we're looking for, you know, homes that looks, that need some TLC. If you find them, let me know. I'll buy them, for, I'll buy them from you. And that's how kind of things started moving forward. And then, so we started looking into, um, you know, self-generating um, sellers. So we got into looking for distressed homes, um, pro property and probate. And we will, I will grab these leads and just sell them to, you know, to the investors. Then one thing I just started figuring out, you know, how much these investors are making. Um, and then once, as soon as I found out how much money they were making, <laughs> then, uh, you know, the, the, it got cold really fast with them. You know, they, 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 they started calling me, Hey Mike, do you have any more deals? I'm like, no, nah, you know, there's just nothing out there anymore. And it's because we, we decided to keep them ourselves. So, and that's how, you know, we got into real estate invest, investing. And then ever since then, that's all we focus on is really, um, so we focus on real estate investing and any, and throughout the process, if anyone's interested in selling their property, we just partner up with a local um, agent in our office and we, we have them handle it. Okay. So you guys started with your licenses and, yeah. and, and working with other investors. So it sounds, I don't know if you've heard Terry Berger's story, but it sounds very similar. Terry was helping other uh, investors as an agent and was like, so would see the HUD and be like, this guy bought it for this, sold it for this, this is crazy. Like, look what they're making. And so he, then he started like, doing more research on investing. I, I, I have a question for you because I didn't know this story. So what advice would you give since you were an agent working with other investors? And at some point, those investors had to come to you and say, hey, could you help us with, with this? Like, get us some leads. Do you have any recommendations of how, like, because I, I hear a lot of times like newer investors and investors that are getting started, they want to have agents go out there and make offers for them or find leads for them and stuff like that. Like, what is your advice to them of how they approach an agent? What are some things that they can do to help an agent out? So, so, you know, first thing is, is build a relationship, right? Because especially in our market, you know, every realtor gets, you know, they get approached a lot by investors. Oh, you find me a deal, you know, let me know. So, you know, as an agent, you know, when I first started off, I kept, everyone wanted a deal, right? But then it was those couple of, of, of 
handful of investors that were the real deal, right? We knew that if I brought them a deal, they were actually going to close, right? And and that is something that's very important for us. Um, that at that time when we were agents, right? So now that we're starting to establish relationship with realtors, you know, we, you know, we social media is very important because now we're showing other realtors, hey, look, we're the real deal. You know, here's a property that we bought from a, you know, we bought. We closed on it, we're fixing it, and then we're going to put it right back in the market. So I think realtors, they want to make sure that you are a real investor because a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of people who say they're investors, but then you bring them a deal and they'll give you 20 reasons why they don't want to move forward, right? So I think showing them that you're the real deal, that you, you know, that if they do bring you an opportunity that you're going to pull the trigger, you know, it, of course, if it makes sense. Um, Letting them know that um, you're not in it for the commission. You know, that's another thing. You, said, you know, you let them know, hey, look, you know, you've, you know, we're looking for deals. You find us the property. And if you you get both sides of the commission, right? We're not in it for, for the commission. Um, and really, and letting them know that if, you know, so, so, so that's very important. It's establishing that relationship, like you are going to close. And then also, kind of giving them some pointers on how to find these deals, right? So we're not just blindly letting them know, hey, yeah, find me some deals. So for us, you know, I have conversations with our realtors here in our office and, and I'll sit down with them for a cup of coffee and let them know what are some strategies, how they can find some, you know, some good low hanging fruits, some homes are distressed, um, you know, different strategies. So I feel like I provide them value on how to find these deals they're going to come back and sell it to me. And that's really, you know, um, that's what we do. I, I think a lot for a real estate agent, they're kind of um, taught or they, they think of going after the nice properties, right? Or farming a certain area. And uh, one of the things Michael and I have been talking about is really expanding and to, to teach realtors that, hey, there, there's money to be made in ugly houses for you, right? Um, and I mean, yeah. you've already pointed to this, but yeah. like how to go find those properties, right? Um, so kind of just breaking their mold of what they're what they're thinking about when yeah. they're thinking about going to talk to a seller. Yeah. What kind of agent? Because so in my experience, the bigger agents, the kind of mega agents, the folks who do a lot of business, they have their investors. If if there's a deal, they're going to take it to the, the investor that they already know, right? So if I'm trying to break in, as Michael, you had some great points for that established investor, right? I can close, I can do a big EMD. There's a lot of things that I can pr provide to, to the table. Like, you know that I've got cash. If it's a good deal, then I'm going to buy. And you're going to get both sides of the commissions. The newer investor, like what kind of agent should they approach? Should it be somebody like one of these mega agents that they see on the billboards? Should it be somebody just getting started? Like what should they look for in and showing them what they want, what their criteria is, those ugly houses? What kind of agent should that be? So, so... So perfect, you know, and Chris and I were working on this this past week. Um, we look at agents that are selling in a particular area or a particular neighborhood, you know, so if um, whether zip code or area or city or town in your community, in your market, and then just, you know, we have access to the MLS and most MLS should give you this, um, this feature where you can just search by property sold and put a criteria is, um, is the name of the agent, their phone number, and their email, right? So, and the script is very simple. You just give them a call. You introduce yourself. You say, you know, hey, um, hey, Sue, um, my name is Michael. I, I noticed you sold a property at this location. 
um, and you should have a, a friendly introduction. You introduce yourself to them and then letting them know that, you know, you're looking to partner up with some local um, experts, regardless whether they're experts or not. But as soon as you say that, right, they feel like, yeah, I'm an expert. Um, and as soon as you also mention, hey, we noticed you sold a few properties in that area, they're going to feel like, hey, you know, they, they're acknowledging that I'm, I'm working in, in a particular market. So positive attributes, letting them know that we see them and, and we would like to have an opportunity to, to build a relationship. And, and right off the bat, I might tell them, look, you know, you may already be working with, a, with, a, with an investor, but use me as plan B, right? In case that you bring a deal to one of your guys or girls and they don't have the fund or, or whatever the case may be, um, use me as plan B because plan B is always inevitable. Plan B is always going to come, will always come. And then also share with them, you know, um, some addresses of some properties we purchased. Look, we bought a house at this location. We bought a house at this location because that gives us credibility that we're the real deal, right? We, we buy property, we close on our deals and working with us is going to be, you know, very profitable for both of us, you know? So that's one way on looking for specific agents in, in the neighborhoods you're looking to, to capture. Of course, you know, in Miami, we have Fisher Island, Palm Island, Star Island, you know, the Gables. Miami know, Beach. You know, so we're, we're not going to look at realtors in that market, right? Um, but in those certain areas, demographically, you'll find um, some, good, some good deals. I like that. It's like I identify your farm area, then go find an agent that works that area that's obvious that they're working there. Yeah. And for me, it was... I've. I see like agents burn out a lot when they were putting in offers for me or they would send me stuff and it just wouldn't fit my criteria and then kind of go away. So I, I would say this is probably something that needs to be nurtured on a regular basis, like constantly be reaching out to different agents. If you have one that wants to run with you for a while, great, but just assume, like you said, Michael, like you're going to have to go to your plan B as an investor a lot of times too. Like they, they're going to, they'll get cold on you or they'll realize they put in you know, five or 10 offers and they're just tired of doing it. And so yeah. newer agents were always kind of the go-to for me, like somebody who's, who doesn't have a lot of business already. They're not already generating a bunch of leads on their own. And then what I love, love to do is as you get more experience, then start going and networking with some of the bigger agents and say, Hey, I'm also a big player in this market as an investor. I'd love to be your go-to on that house that you don't want to list. Or like, like Chris said, the ugly house in the neighborhood that you're not sure Usually those agents know how to make money on those houses. It's the agents that don't know how to make money on those ugly houses. Those are the best ones to kind of target in the beginning. And uh, one thing, one recommendation I'd have is, is when you go to the meetups and, and things like that, there's always some, like an up and coming agent in there. If you're an up and coming flipper, try to figure out how you guys can work together. And um, if, you're, if you're a flipper or wholesaler and you're bringing in leads uh, for your business, like you're paying to generate leads, you're going to get retail leads too. And if you're not an agent and you don't want to list them, give those retail leads to that agent. And that's you giving them money and they want to turn around and reciprocate that. So there's a lot of really great ways to work with agents. And uh, I, I wish, I still wish that I was better at this. Um, I see, I see some folks inside the mastermind group are just amazing at it. And I'm really jealous of, of the, and I think the reason why I'm not so good at it is because I don't live in my main market where I flip and, and wholesale and so anymore. So I don't really have the, uh, I can't go meet them. I can't have lunch with them, but it's really not an excuse. I should do better at that because we're leaving a lot of money on the table. We spend a lot of money to find our deals instead of letting a lot of the bird dogs and people be out there bringing them to us, which is, it's just a great way. So 
Okay. Husband and wife uh, team here. What are your guys' roles in your company? Like what do each of you do and are, what are you responsible for? We wear a lot of different hats right now because it's mainly uh, just Michael and I. So currently um, I'm doing a lot of, um, we implemented a new CRM. So handling that, pulling some lists. We just um, implemented this past year, Zen call and a cold caller. Um, so I got all that going and, um, I used to be more on the phone, but I'd, I'd say like, um, more kind of like a lead intake, or I start the initial co conversations with people. I do a lot of follow-up. Um, and then Mike, Michael's definitely the closer here. Yeah. So, and then from that point, once it goes through her, um, ends up with me, right? So I do the final comps. I do the final, um, touch with the, with the seller, and then I either meet them in person if, it's, if there's an opportunity to do so, or we'll just lock up the deal over the phone, send them the contract. And that's about it. From that point on, once we, we do our closing procedures and once we hit the settlement, then we send my crew out there. I have a project manager. I have a contract, uh, uh, a, a crew, and they do what they do. And then we do it all over again, you know? And uh, so that's pretty much our role. Okay. So are you guys flipping everything that you do pretty much? Um, no, pretty much. Well, we're pretty much flipping everything. We recently did a double close. Well, well, so yeah. So like, so we still do real estate, right? Um, cause a lot of the leads that we get, right. Not everyone wants to sell it. I mean, it is not, it's not, a, it's not the, the right fit for us, right? The property's in great location. For example, one of the leads that we, we go after is probate. So sometimes the properties are in good condition, right? And they want, you know, they're familiar with the market. They want market value. They prefer that real estate representation. And then that's where I, you know, change my hat and say, hey, well, look, you know, we are, we're a local real estate company as well. And um, we'll be able to assist, assist you with that process. So if we can capture them in, in the, on, the, on the investment side, we'll definitely list their property. And then that's where I'll have one of our guys here in the office. And then they should handle that, the listing for us. So, okay. So you, so you actually, you'll take the retail listing and then you'll have somebody else in your office list it. And then what do you guys do? Split the commission? Yes. We go 50, 50. We give them, I give them the listing. They do whatever they want. They, they put the sign. Um, the only requirement I ask that they have to use my transaction coordinator and my, and my clothes and my, the attorney. Right. Yeah. Um, other than that, that's it. I, I don't, don't want to put too much attention to that. And, um, and that's something we've implemented in the last six months because up until that point, you know, Michael was wearing both hats. Yes, just, I was full blown you know, realtor, full blown. It's just too much, you know. If we're gonna increase the level of flips we're doing each year, um, you know, he can't be running around and you know taking calls from sellers and yeah. all sorts of things. So, but it, you know, when we speak to leads, um, you know. From the beginning, sometimes it's just so clear. It's a retail lead. We can't turn it into a flip. We can't turn it into a wholesale. It's it's a retail lead. So, but there's money to be made there yep. as well. So, um, we take advantage of that or yep. assist them. Yeah. What What do you think? Do you guys have an idea of what percentage of your income comes from that retail side from the business, and what comes from the flips? Um, this past year, um we had about one third coming from the sale sales and uh, two thirds coming from the flips. Okay. So that's a significant amount. So like if, if you're listening to this 
Like I remember when I got my real estate license down in Florida and that was my, one of my first steps, right? I was learning how to be an investor. I wasn't sure if I needed my license. There was that unknown question. So I just went and got it. It was very easy. I spent a hundred bucks online, took the test, got it. And I remember doing a couple of retail transactions and just going, never again will I do one of these. I did like four or five in that first year. And I was just hustling. I was hustling, trying to make money. I was, I mean, it was a $6,000 check. And I was like, this is great, right? Because I wasn't making money on the, uh, um, on the flipping and wholesaling side yet. And so then I started making money and then I made, you know, $45,000 on the flipping side and was like, whoa, this is like 10 of those checks. So I'm not really wanting to do that much of that anymore. And so, but if you can figure out a system and a structure like you guys have, where you can take the leads, take the calls, pass it off to somebody else, still make money from it. And you have somebody who's really good at selling those properties or in a great market like we have right now, where pretty much you put the sign in the yard and it's being sold, then it's, it is kind of like free money that you can then put towards your marketing, your operation yeah. expenses, or even income at that point. So, um, and I love what you said where you're at the point where you have to decide where you put your energy and your time, because that where that's directed is that the outcome that you get has to be, if two thirds of my money is being made in the investment side and one third in the retail side, then of course, I'm going to probably put more energy into my uh, investment side. And it's, it's probably the place where you guys enjoy it a little bit more or you wouldn't be doing it. So energy in and, and output is so important to look at. I looked at that this year in seven figure flipping. If you guys heard my podcast on, on like my year in review, I put like four times the energy in to flip hacking live and marketing and seven figure flipping and talking on podcasts this year. And my output was like 25% more than it was the year before. And so that, that just didn't add up to me. And it also brought a lot of personal struggles and issues and things like that, where I was so focused on work that that outcome, when I looked at it, I just went, what am I doing? I really need to shift that. So what if I could work like 50% and, and make the same or have the same output and just be, am I okay with that outcome? So I think everybody that's listening, you just have to kind of look at your business and some interest. We're entrepreneurs, right? We have these, like the squirrel runs across the room. We're like, oh, we want to go over there and go do that. So you really have to think about, is the time that I'm going to put into that worth the outcome, the stress, the, the headaches and all that stuff. So I think you guys are really smart with that. Um, so on the last podcast, I talked about kind of, uh, isolation, feeling alone, struggles, stuff like that. And really like kind of finding your crew and your tribe and stuff like that. So you guys are, I wouldn't say like new, new to seven figure altitude, but you have come in within the last year and you've attended some events. I've seen you guys uh, get really involved in the Facebook group and stuff like that. What was going on in your business before that? And like, what was that decision like? like and maybe we'll talk about feeling lonely and things like that. So the decision of joining 7FF, Wow. Just tell, tell tell me the story. Like, how did you guys hear about it? Find out about it? That kind of stuff. Like, what well, what what happened? Okay, so um, so it started off with lending homes, right? Um, I we use lending homes to do our deals, and then I strangely enough came across came across a pod, uh, a podcast um, that you did with Ray, I believe, mm. from lending homes. And, and it was just, you know, I, 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 I just saw the word, I think I saw the word lending home somewhere on, on the title. I'm like, oh, I use these people. Let me just hit play. I didn't know who you were at that time. So, but I knew lending homes because they were my lenders. So, um, so I was listening to the podcast and then you mentioned that, I guess in a conversation, it was 
well, yeah, you know, you give us, you know, 100% because you're part of our, our 7FF. And I literally just stop, rewind, play. And I looked at that, that podcast again. I'm like, wait, did he just say 100%? Stop, rewind, play. Stop. I even put the phone next to my ear to make sure I was listening to that, what you said. And then I'm like, oh, my God, these people get. And then then I started doing research on, on, on you and 7FF. And I noticed that you guys were a, a, a mastermind, right? A group of, of, of investors. So then I call my my um, um, Lenny Home rep and, and you know I say, hey, um, who who are these people about Seven FF? And they say, yeah, you know, you need to speak with our guy Ray, and Ray can then put you in contact with the group. So then I contacted Ray and I, hey Ray, what's going on? I, I used you guys. My um, my direct lender officer referred me to you, so I, I thought I'll, I'll reach out to you. I saw you at a podcast with with uh, with with Bill. What is what is this all about? And then Bill. I mean, then Ray referred me to Dave. Then I called Dave and said, hey, Dave, I spoke with Ray. Um, and then he started um, sharing with me a little bit more of what 7FF is and this mastermind. And then Dave followed up with us for several months. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and Michael was like, look, it's Dave calling again. Yeah. <laughs> but this I, guy's good. Yeah, but I, I made sure I picked up every single one of his calls if I could, right? And I and yeah, and she's right. I'm like, look, he's calling again. I mean, you know, you know, so and well, it's then, really funny because on the last podcast I invited people to apply and I said, We will not we will not bug you or bother no, you or force no, you. No, into it was the group. good. It was no. Fine. It was like he wasn't. No, 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 no. We, so we, nice. we were like, interested. We were absolutely interested from the beginning. I, I was very open doors. I mean, I was, you know. And he was all for it. He was like, Chris, I think we should do this. And I was like. And it's funny because we know. had just joined another mastermind maybe a couple months prior. Mm -hmm. And it was a, a hefty ticket price. But we're like, you know, we need more, you know. <laughs> and uh, and then we figured, look, at the end of the day, you know, if we get 100% from Lenny Holmes, it kind of pays itself off. So that's how I sold it to her. <laughs> Um, so Chris, you were hesitant to join. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it's a pretty big uh, price tag. It, it, it was it was an investment, yeah. And yeah. we just had recently joined another mastermind yeah. too long ago. Yeah. So it was kind of like like we're we joined two mastermind and, and the time where it's COVID. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like, think about and that. And it's our first year doing such a hefty price tag in either one of these things. Exactly. You know, so. Um, but to me, to to me, it's all about. You know, we were we were making some money, right? Um, and I'm a firm believer is look, we can absolutely figure out this whole business on our own. We have YouTube, we have Google, we can definitely figure it out and we'll get there eventually, right? Or we 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 join a group, we join a mastermind, we join an organization that can help us get there faster, much faster. And so to me, it just makes sense. Um yeah, so he was definitely more for it. Um, I've always been a big believer and advocate for self-development and, you know, doing courses and reading books and, and all that. So it wasn't like I was like, oh, we shouldn't do that. It was just more like of a hesitancy. Um, like, well, maybe we should wait a little bit, you know, like, <laughs> you know, whatever. But uh, we ended up joining and um, it, it's been really awesome. And yes. um, I, I think you mentioned, Bill, that um, your previous podcast, you were talking about this a little bit, but when we when we were going to join, I had this kind of like doubt in my mind, like, oh my gosh, we're going to like get in there. And like, we're not, we're going to be the ones that we don't know what we're doing. And we have all these issues going on or different struggles. Right. And 
people are gonna be like, what the heck are you guys doing, right? But um, it, it was interesting because once I got in there and I started talking to a whole bunch of people and oh my gosh, everyone is so welcoming. I mean, we joined at a very weird time because we joined when nothing was in person. So everything's been virtual. And I feel like I have all these friends that I've never actually physically met before, right? Um, but um, I would come to Michael and be like, oh my gosh, did you hear, like I talked to this person and they have that going on that's just like us, you know? So it was actually really in, um, reassuring to me and it actually gave me more confidence that, you know, we're kind of in the same boat as other people. And yeah, we could um, relate to a lot of other people as well. Yeah, and even though, there's tons of people who are ahead of us doing all sorts of amazing things. Um, there's people in our position too. And there's people, I mean, I don't know. It, it, it just, it, it gave me like an internal confidence that's been really cool. And the community as well. I think that that was huge because, you know, we've joined a lot of mastermind and there, there really lacks community. Mm -hmm. And I think that 7FF has been, it has really surprised me on how much community there is in the, I mean, in social media and Facebook in the group, right? that you, you post a question and people actually, you know, they, they reach out to you. And that, that that's huge. Because, so we, we can yeah. relate it to at least two other groups that we've been a part of. And um, like, I remember in the beginning, uh, we got several properties under contract. And I thought, you know, we were all excited about this lending home 100% financing, right? And we, got, we went out and got like five properties under contract. And then we started like doing the math, like, wait, we're gonna have to do this for closing costs and carry this monthly. And wait, this isn't gonna solve all our problems. We're gonna still need a whole bunch more money, you know? And I remember posting something in the Facebook group and like, like that people were reaching out to me and jumping on calls with me. And I was like, oh, this is like a normal issue. Like to, you know, when you have multiple properties going at once, it is like an issue. There's a lot of money going at the same time, you know, so. Um, so that support that was really cool. So that's one thing we really enjoy is just the support from other people like us. They're in the same boat or better. So that's that's it. Yeah, yeah I, I appreciate you guys sharing that. I didn't, first of all, I didn't know that story. I got to send Ray a gift basket, obviously, or something to say thank you. Um, but the, that lending home relationship took me over two years to, to get. Like that was the thing that I've been working on for so long, frankly, for my own benefit. Like I, a lot of the discounts and savings that you guys have through the group with uh, hard money lenders, with mail houses, with list source, with all the things that we have. It's because I want to use the purchasing power of this group to, to save me money. And it, I think I ran the numbers in 2019. We saved over $80,000 with just like three or four different uh, relationships. And we're working on some really big ones now, um, which I think you guys are going to really be happy with, um, with a lot of the, for a lot of the flippers with um, some of the construction costs and things like that. So we're, I'm, we've been working on these things for years that I'm trying to figure out how like you said, people, it's a no brainer to come in because the $25,000 purchase price is you save that in two or three loans. Um, I remember when I got the hundred percent financing, uh, we have a member in Northern California. I'm not going to throw him under the bus and say his name, but we have a member in Northern California and he called me. I was, it was right after flip packing live when we announced it in uh, 2019 flip packing live 2019 is when we got the relationship with lending home. He calls me up and he's like, well, I didn't renew my membership, but now I have to. And even just to get back in, I figured I'd have to call you in person because I this I got this deal with Lending Home right now and they said they'll finance me 100% if I just join back up. And 
man, this is like, this is like $50,000 that's going to come out of my pocket tomorrow, or you can just let me back in. So uh, I'm so sorry. Can you just let me back in? And I was like, yeah, of course, man, we love you. Come on. And so there it's relationships like that, that hopefully like, it's not about, it's not about just like making as much money as possible as a company It's about figuring out how we can all work together to, to help each other and save each other a bunch of money. So, um, I didn't know that story, but lending home relationship has been pretty good. Yeah. So I, I got to just like tag on that a little bit. So um, again, we kind of got started with 7FF because of this, you know, 100% financing and that we've done a deal like that. It's awesome. Right. But then we realized, you know, when we were doing all these properties that it was going to be a lot of carrying costs, lots of closing costs and whatnot. And then we're like, oh my gosh, wait, we still have problems. And from the group, from the 500K challenge, we, we learned how to go out and raise money and, that, get, that was, and get those deals covered, that, you know? So. That really reinsured that, I mean, we made the right decision of joining this group when you when we started the 500K challenge. That was okay, so that, that $100 that you guys spent, that everybody, so if you're listening to this, guys, this is somebody who comes into the mastermind, spends $25,000, right, to join a mastermind group, and then pays 100 bucks for a 500K challenge, like, and by the way, I make everybody pay $100. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, the mastermind members get this for free. No, they don't. Because it's not about the 100 bucks that you spend. It's about actually pulling out your $100, putting it on the table, sliding it across and saying, okay, now I'm committed to something. I'm actually going to do it. And even then, I see most of you only make it to like 15 or 16 days, by the way. And it's, it's still powerful. But go, all, go through the 30 days. You will absolutely destroy it. And, and I say all that because... That is the, like, there's so many people that are like, oh, I'm going to join this 500K challenge when I have time or six months from now. It's like, what are you doing? This is the most valuable thing that I've ever created personally. And it's a hundred bucks. So stop being so cheap. You're talking to the cheapest guy in the world. I am probably one of the cheapest people on the face of the planet. Um, maybe Ariane, Ariane and Chris may have me uh, by like an edge because I mean, they created something to drip the honey into another basket so they wouldn't have to buy another honey. Oh my anyway, they're, they're probably cheaper than a little bit cheaper than me, but, but a hundred bucks, come on. It's a night out with your, with your spouse and you're not going out anyway. It's uh, I don't know what it is. A hundred bucks is, is, is nothing. You will make it back in spades. And, and they did. I watched your guys' videos. They're so fun. Um, I loved watching them. And, and if you use the hashtag 500k challenge and you tag me at Bill Allen REI on there, I will watch your videos. I watch them all. I'll like them. I'll comment them on them. I see some, some folks going through right now. that are tagging me in them. I love watching them. Um, and I'll give you some pointers and tips. So, um, okay. So you guys, you mentioned something, Chris, like I felt like we didn't, we wouldn't know what we were doing. We were new. People would kind of think that we're, we don't know what we're doing. We're brand new. You got, you got welcomed in. I'll say, I think that's the biggest thing for most people is we feel like we we're constantly like measuring ourselves against other people and other people's measurement is like fake success and, and false phony social media presence and branding. So I, I mentioned this in the last podcast and maybe you guys can relate, but every, most people that are out there, they're sharing just like the good stuff, the wins, like maybe they're paying a hundred thousand dollars to get up in the morning and have a bunch of makeup artists come make it look like they just got up in the morning and they're taking that one picture and posting it on social media, right? There's so much of this going on in the news and the media on social media, all this stuff. And, and it really, I think the most important thing for us 
is to actually share our, our struggles and our issues more than our wins. And I, sharing your wins is okay. Like we have to celebrate that stuff, right? But yeah. we also have to be open and vulnerable and be willing to share. And one of the reasons why I, I, I had like some folks that, that we were talking about timing and when to bring them on the podcast, I want to bring you guys on here now was because you have come into this group and I feel like you, you have just d- dove right in. Like you participate. You do the things you, you do the you, 500k challenge comes out, you pay the hundred bucks and you do. It. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember the first event that, that you guys uh, attended the first event that we had that you guys remember. And Chris, I remember seeing your face in, in the meeting that we had, it was a virtual meeting, right? I was over here on the other side of my studio where it was set up before. And we were talking about um, not paying taxes. And we were talking about like, uh, buying apartment buildings and using depreciation and all these different things that, that, that we're doing. I was like, I haven't paid tax in a couple of years. And I just saw like, kind of like your jaw, like hit the table. And, but you were so engaged in asking, you asked like, yeah, you were asking like 50 questions. You're like, I don't really understand this. What are you talking about? How is that possible? And getting really involved. And there are people that come into the group and, and, and get the spotlight put on them. Right. Like I actually see how, how much they're participating, especially in a virtual environment. I can see it really easily. They're taking notes. They're, they're like glued to the set. Like you had kids running around and you were just like, I don't care. I'm going to be involved and walking around with your phone. Like I could see how much you guys were taking in. And that, that is really important when somebody comes in and joins something like this. And I think the reason you guys are, are have the experience that you have and are seeing the success that you have, it's, it's really on you guys. Like you guys have jumped in and use the resources and figured out how, how to take advantage of those things. So the challenge that I have to everybody that's listening is, is when you like for step one is you, you have problems. Let's just accept that. We all have problems. We're just our life, our business. It's a big pile of problems and we have problems. We have issues and you don't need to hide those. Don't sweep them on the rug, actually share them openly, ask questions, look for the support. It doesn't matter if you're the person who's asking the most questions in the Facebook group, or you're struggling the most, like the fact that you're raising your hand and saying that I have a problem and being vulnerable, that is what is going to propel you through. When I joined this group, if you go back and and you guys can, by the way, you guys are in the Facebook group that was seven figure flipping. You can go back to 2015 and look at the stupid questions that I was asking like five, six years ago and look at how often I was posting. I mean, I don't know how you would get down there, but it's possible you could find that thread way down there. You could see I'm posting like, five times a week, 10 times a week, just asking questions. And then I would get the answer. I go work on something. And then I would have a problem. I'd hit a roadblock. I'd come back and I ask, ask questions. And I didn't care because I was the dumbest person in the room. I was the person who did least. I did one deal the year before. I shouldn't have even been let in. Everybody else had more experience than me. And, but I accepted the fact that that was the case. And I said, you know what? I'm not going to be the dumbest person in the room next year. I'm going to be the person who's, who's moving up and up and up and up and starting to do the most. And so I think it's really important that we allow for the vulnerability. We are open with it. And the more that we share the struggles, the more we're going to see success. So I, I don't know, long rant for me to just kind of say, I applaud you guys for jumping in and being so, um, so engaged in the group. And that doesn't mean that everybody in the Facebook group has to post 10 times a day. But when you have a problem and a question, like ask it, don't be afraid to ask. We just, we feel so alone all the time. And you guys, you guys weren't at the cruise. You weren't, you weren't in the group in February. I don't think so. You weren't on the cruise on the cruise. I mentioned on the last podcast, I asked everybody in there to raise their hand if they felt lonely and alone from time to time. 
And, and our mastermind members, the people that were in the group, like it was like half or two thirds of them raised their hand. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why do you feel that way? Like, why? Because you're not asking for help. Like you're not, you're, you're not reaching up to be lifted up. Like it's all there. You have access to all of it. But you, step one is to accept the fact that it's okay that you're struggling. And it's okay that you're not at the level that you want to be at and figure out how, how can we help you? Because I think coaches, trainers, mentors, these folks, like they're just taking what's inside of you and like pulling it out and, and bringing it to the surface because it's all there. You just need a little, a guide, somebody to help you get to that place. And that's what kind of, we all are together. We're welcoming and bringing you on calls because you're asking the question, like you're asking for help. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I totally get what you're saying. I mean, I think when, um, just that experience in the beginning of joining the mastermind, when, you know, I got on the Facebook group and I was like, holy cow, we have all these deals and I don't know how we're going to do them because we don't have enough money in our bank account to carry all these deals at the same time and put this down payment and that. I mean, and once people reached out to me and were like, oh, that's happened to me. That's like a constant thing. Blah, 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 blah. I was like, oh, this is like a this is like a flipper thing. This is like a thing. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, I'm not alone. You know, I think it's like when you do just what you're saying, when you don't share it, you think you're the only one. And yeah, I think you're, it's natural. Oh, you're sitting there in the cash flow roller coaster. You're like, wait, we have, we had $500,000 in the bank last week and now we have none. Like what's happening. Yeah. We've been there. So for anybody that's listening, even if you get 100% financing and 100% of the rehab costs, you still need money. You got to cut the grass. You got to pay for the utilities. You got to pay the monthly payment. You've yeah. got to pay for stuff. Go raise 105 or 110% of each property and expect to have that, have it in reserves, have it ready to go, make your payments, not worry about it. There's stuff called taxes. There's stuff called insurance. There's stuff called utilities, holding costs, all these things. So go do the 500K challenge. Go raise the extra gap money. No problem. You'll have money in your bank. You'll have lending home financing 100% of it and you'll be golden. And you can do 10 properties at once and not have to put any of your money in. And the other thing I would just say is, you know, I can go to the Facebook group within the mastermind and say that and get people calling me and say, oh yeah, that's totally happened to me. This is what you got to do. Blah, 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 blah. But I couldn't go to like other friends who I'm friends with here in Miami or whatever, because they'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about. And that seems like a big problem. <laughs> you know, like, like, cause they don't know they work for somebody else. And that's not, and you know what they would tell you. <laughs> so I, I talked about this in the last, and, and I, I said this, I said, you know what, the circle that you have and who you bring your problem to is just as important as bringing up the fact that you have a problem. Like accepting and, and voicing your problem is one thing. The second thing is, who do you tell that to? Because if you told your parents that, they'd be like, what are you doing? Stop flipping yeah. houses. What are you, nuts? It's so risky. Like yeah. you need how much? $100,000 to keep your business going for the next three months? Like yeah. go find a job. Yeah. And, and you bring it to crazy entrepreneur. You bring that to me, that problem. We're like, we could solve that with like one Facebook live or one webinar, one phone exactly. call. Exactly. Like everyone who spoke to me was like, well, you just, I mean, that's just like kind of like an ongoing thing. So you got to do this and this and this. And, you know, it was really yeah. awesome. So that was very, you know, when we signed up for the group, you think you're signing up for one thing, but all these other things have come out of it that maybe we didn't even know we needed, or we didn't even know we'd be running into or. You know. Yeah. It, and the, the, the intangibles are the things that I think that I got out of it. It's like, 
-hmm. a, a year from now, that like the stuff that was problems in the beginning, no longer become problems, right? You find it, you solve it. And then it's, it's gone, like poof, gone. That, that objection, that problem, that, that barrier is gone. And now something else pops up and you're, now you have to jump over another hurdle and you need help to break down that barrier. And then once you've solved that problem, it never becomes a problem again. So like you guys raising money is not going to be a problem again. And if it is, it's probably a bigger problem because you need to raise like $2 million for an apartment building or, or $5 million in, in 30 days or something like that. Like I, I probably have to raise $10 million this year for what we want to do in the multifamily world, right? 10 million bucks. I probably have to raise 3 million in the next month. And I, I don't even want to start yet because I'm not sure that that deal is going to go through. So I'm probably going to have like 10 days to go raise that money. And I'm probably going to do it in an hour. And it's not really an issue for me anymore because I've figured out how to do it. And, but the old me, you know, five years ago would have been like, I have to raise $200,000 in the next month. I can't do this. This is so hard. How do I do it? And we just, you just grow and grow and grow. And, and so I think the, the, the circle that you put yourself in, the people that you surround yourself with, it's if you've got people that have already been where, where you want to go. And you've got people that also are going in the same direction and, and want to be where you are now. What, what you're going to see, I, I always feel like the first year, the first year for me was like, I'm just sucking information out. And the second year was like, I'm taking about half and I'm giving half. And then the third year for me was like, I can, I can really contribute and, and give. And that allowed me to grow as more of a mentor and a leader. And that really challenged me to then have to, then have to figure out how to do new things and start innovating and start sharing stuff that people were like, whoa, I, I didn't think about doing that. And that really challenged me in a different way. So uh, that for me was like the stair step up for me in the group. So I always love like talking to people that are just getting going, people that are, have been there for four or five years and just see the difference because the person that's been in the group for five years is like, you know what? It's like one comment at one meeting that pays for this whole thing. It's like this, this new idea that comes in or, or this new person that joins. It's like when the Ariases came in, they shared this thing and like, I didn't even know who they were before this. this is so awesome. I have now this whole new concept that I'm using. And they just kind of like wait around for that one gold nugget. And that's it. For me, that was it. It was like, I'm going to keep paying for this group because I know that at one meeting, like 5%, 10% tweak in my business is huge. Like that's hundreds of thousands of dollars difference. And so that's kind of where, where it went for me. So I'm excited for you guys. What's next for you guys? Like what, uh, what do you guys want to do? Where's the, what's the, what's the path like for you guys? So our, our, what's definitely next for us is multifamily. That is where we want to, we will take our, our business is multifamily. So now that we have our real estate kind of running itself we want to have our flip fix and flip wholesaling whatever running itself so then now we can start focusing our energy into multifamily, and that's where our next um chapter yeah where we so i think this year is really a bit for business wise i mean it's really just trying to yes we know how to flip a property right you know when you first start get started it's like oh i gotta flip that first property you know we, we know how to flip property right but now it's just creating those systems and processes and people um, to have it consistently going. And then maybe we move ourselves a little bit so we could put energy and focus into multifamily. Well, and uh, yeah, so that's the goal. Business-wise, yeah. And I would nice. like to say that based on your 
the other podcast we listen, I listened to, which was very impactful for me. Um, we now have date night every Friday, which is very big, very big considering we've hardly done this in four years. And so we got a babysitter every Friday, which is really cool. So that's what else we're doing in 2021. <laughs> well, that's, that's great. Uh, Lucy and I have not missed uh, a week. We, I, I had like a, we had to do a in-house date night the past two weeks because we've had COVID and we haven't been able to go out, but tomorrow night is our date night. So I've been planning a, a date night every week. It's been a lot of fun. We've been doing some really cool stuff together. And I love that you guys are doing that. I, Michael, I saw your post. Uh, I don't know if, I don't know if you like excluded Chris from the post or she saw it or what. So I don't know if I'm giving it away, but he's like, Hey, I want some ideas, some date night ideas. And, uh, so, uh, I saw, I was like, I made sure that I commented on that because I also wanted to see everybody else's ideas. Cause, um, one thing that, that, that someone told me is, uh, I, obviously, I, I did the presentation on Tony Robbins' Six Human Needs, uh, master, I think two masterminds ago. And the one thing in there for me was uh, uncertainty. Uh, so pr- providing variety to to my relationship, my business, the way that I show up, stuff like that. And what I realized, I don't really show hardly any variety. Like I eat the same thing. I do the same stuff. I'm a pretty boring guy. And so I knew that I can't expect Lucy to put in the time for the date night planning. And I also don't want to tell her what we're doing. So I'm actually every week I'm trying to figure out how to do something different, eat somewhere different and be more of a surprise and of some variety for her. So the one that I did was we went ax throwing. I was like, we went to eat at an Indian restaurant downtown. This uh, Manit Shohan has this amazing restaurant. It's called the uh, Ale House downtown. And um, I've wanted to eat there forever. And then we, I, I wanted to go ax throwing. And it was like, I said, you know what? I'm going to plan this for me, like I, these are two things that I've wanted to do for a really long time. So restaurant I want to eat at for a long time. And I want to check out this ax throwing thing. Cause I think it's going to be awesome. And I was like, she's going to hate all of it. She's going to hate this date completely. And she loved it. She loved everything about it. Like the restaurant was awesome. The, she got into the ax throwing was really digging it. It was probably our best date night when I said, I'm going to, I'm going to plan something that I want to do finally, because we never do what I want to do. I'm always trying to figure out what she, what is she going to enjoy. And usually when I try to pick the thing that she's going to enjoy, it's, it just kind of falls flat. So this one killed it. So I don't know if that helps you guys, but every week now I'm like, where do I want to eat? What are some things that I think that we could do together that we would both enjoy? So I don't really let her in on it. And so this Tuesday, she's like, what are, what are we doing? I was like, you'll see. And, I, I but, think that's because I'd be, I'd be afraid I'd kill myself or somebody axe throwing. And that's why that's what you think, but get in there, get that axe, start throwing it. You'll be like, this is fun. Not for so, me. Not for me. Huh? All right, Michael, you <laughs> got your next idea. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? If I asked Lucy that ahead of time, she probably would have told me the same thing. Yeah. So I don't know, but Hey, I'm really proud of you guys. I think that's awesome. I, I've, I watch you guys on social media. I see the pictures and stuff. It's, it's really cool to see when we have little kids, you guys have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Um, you really lose sight of each other. And the one thing that Amanda said on the podcast that I did with her that I thought was magical was like, why, why do I, why do I treat my children? Like they're more important than my husband. He was there first, Like he, he came first. So why do I put him last in the, in the order? And so I think for us to really understand that it's us, then it's our spouse and then it's our kids. Like that's a real challenge because we would always do everything for our kids and we still do. But mm-hmm. I really have to realize that I, I am just as important, if not more important, because everybody mm-hmm. talks about the oxygen mask going on first. But if I'm not, if I'm not in a good, 
in a good place, then I don't show up the way that I need to for my family and I'm not doing any good. And then if I'm not treating my spouse the way that she needs to be treated and making sure that she, together, we are showing a good example for our kids, which we weren't last Mm -hmm. year, frankly, then they're going to see that they can pick up on it. They're going to start behaving poorly and then we can show up for the kids. So um, that's something that's been a challenge for us. Yeah. I love that you shared that because I think it's so important. I think as parents and entrepreneurs, it's really easy to put kids business first, like business, kids, ourselves, our marriage. Yeah. And you know what? I'll tell you what. Um, the, the other problem is we talk about it a lot mm. and we, we know it like it's there. Like I went back to my goals for the beginning of the year and I wrote all the stuff I needed to do. I just didn't do it. Yeah. I didn't look at, I didn't look at the goals. I didn't look at the plan. I didn't execute on the plan. I put business first. I put, I put kids first. Then I put Lucy first and next. And then me, like I was the last in the bucket. And yeah. I, I still, That's I still have order I said. That's the order I said. Yeah. Yep. Business, kids, you marriage. It's so easy to put it in that order. Yeah, yeah completely. And I'll tell you, it's, you're not going to be, you're not going to be who you need to be for any of those other people. If you're not there for yourself first. Yeah. So, um, so at Michael, if she won't go ax throwing, you might just have to go yourself and get they it out. They have it in Miami. They got it everywhere now. Yeah. Um, if they're yeah, making money in Nashville, they definitely have it in Miami. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, well, hopefully you guys are going to multifamily live. This is uh, so you guys mentioned multifamily. It's, it's an area that that I want to get into a little bit more. Um, not necessarily like what this community is going to be about the seven figure altitude runway community, stuff like that. But we are, we're, I've been doing a lot in there. I've been going out and figuring out, uh, Chris, you listened to the presentation that we did. I, I've been figuring out how to reduce my tax burden big time with this. Even as a limited partner, I just uh, invested a hundred thousand of my 401k money uh, into a syndication uh, on Friday. So I'm really excited about all of that stuff. Just be, I'm still a limited partner and lots of people's deals. So if you guys find some stuff, make sure that you call me um, because I'm interested. So, uh, and then yeah, raise $3 million on a phone call. It's uh, it's fun to spend an hour with a bunch of investors, show them a great property and and see what's going to happen. We got some really cool stuff planned for that event. I have uh, this week, I've got uh, some folks, I got Jason and Peely and uh, some other folks showing up at the office and we're going to start mapping it out. So um, yeah, if you guys didn't, if you, if you guys don't know, uh, if you're listening, we're doing an event called Multifamily Live, a lot like Flippacking Live. That's a virtual event in June, June 10th, 11th, and 12th. And so we're going to start planning for that here and to be in the studio in North Carolina like Flippacking Live was. And then Flippacking Live is coming up in October. So I just signed a contract for that. I'm sure we'll be talking about more details on that to come. But um, uh, I guess I'll let the cat out of the bag. We are going to be in person this year unless something absolutely crazy happens. But we have it all worked out. I'm really excited. I signed the contract. Uh, last week. And, uh, and then we also have our mastermind coming up uh, this weekend. So um, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, here in Nashville, we've got the runway and the altitude members showing up. It's about half, half of the people are going to be live, about half of the people are going to be virtual. And we have invested in a lot of tech to figure out how to really include the virtual people. So it doesn't feel like just a Facebook live streaming to them. So I let the team, this is the first time that I haven't been like, deeply involved in the event. I actually only know what I'm showing up to do. So Becca and Vanessa and Andre and the rest of the team have done an amazing job putting this together. So I'm really excited to see what it looks like. You guys are going to be virtual. I was talking to you before. So I'm excited to see what it looks like from your um, from your end and feel if it's like flip hacking live or if it's like a Facebook live. So yep. 
Um, but we are going to figure out how to include you guys and take your questions and stuff like that. Here's the craziest part that people don't, don't even think about. We cannot pass the microphone around to have people ask questions in the audience because of COVID. So we have to figure out how it wouldn't be a big deal if we didn't have like half of our mastermind members being streamed in. So we've got to figure out how now to include like, like sound for you guys for the audience too. So it's like my current headache right now is trying to figure out how with COVID we, we can't have a hundred microphones in there that all get sanitized immediately. So this is the kind of stuff that we have to work through right now. Different so, time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, I'm excited to, to have you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to meeting you guys in person. We uh, have done, we've done a deal together. We uh, I've shared a bunch of uh, videos, conversations. This is actually probably the first one-on-one -on -one that we've had, yeah. uh, but it's, I don't know. I feel like I know you. I know all about the chickens. I know all about the kids. I know about the 500K challenge. I know all about all this. I know about the crazy videos that Michael likes to do as he's driving to the new properties and stuff. So like, <laughs> it's really fun watching you guys do this business in life. And I feel like we have this, uh, this really cool connection and a window into people these days with, with as connected as we are with technology. So um, any, anything you guys want to share? Any advice? for any of the people that are just getting going or run a business right now? Getting going in uh, real estate, huh? Uh, I mean, just keep just, going. Yeah, just be involved, plug in really, um, you know, just, just show up. Um, I think you, you mentioned this just a while ago. I thought it was very, very neat. You gotta reach out so you can be lift up, right? Um, I think that's, that's, that's huge. A lot of people um, don't wanna reach out and they, and, and that's, that's the fall, right? So you can't ask, so to ask for help um, and uh, be involved and network and, you know, build. I think, uh, I think Gary, Gary V mentioned this, you know, um, people are the, are the ROI in life, right? So that to me is huge. So everyone you, you speak to, you meet with, or, or um, just, yeah, just be open. Um, because if you ask, you'll get an answer. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys taking the time. I know we went uh, pretty long today. So I, I, anytime I do one of these interviews and talk with you guys, I, I, I can't keep it short. So uh, I try, I do my best. So I'm, I'm pumped for this weekend. I actually, I need to get a lot of things out of this weekend myself. And, um, you know, there's, I have a couple things planned for you guys from me that I'm really excited about. And I know the tactical stuff that you're going to learn from all the other mastermind members is going to be really good. And uh, hopefully I can bring a couple of uh, big picture life lessons, business lessons to you guys. Cause there's some things that, that I think that we need to talk about that we don't so much. Um, we've the past couple meetings. We've had um, like some late night sessions. We've done some more vulnerable type topics. And I think it's been really really good for me for sure. And some of the members, that's the feedback that I get is better for that than it is for the, the content sometimes, which surprises me. So um, anyway, thankful uh, right. for you guys to take the time to share all this stuff with our audience. And uh, if you guys are listening, I will see you uh, on the next one. Thanks guys. Thanks, Thank Bill. you. All right, everybody, Michael and Chris Arias, how amazing are they? I love spending time with them. We spent some time after the call uh, talking about I don't know, all kinds of different things, life, work, uh, raising money, all kinds of stuff. So um, a lot of things that we covered in that podcast, but the biggest thing that I want to bring you back to is that 
that concept of loneliness and vulnerability that we talked about over the past few uh, podcasts, being around other people who are, who are doing business, who are growing, all of that stuff. And I want to invite you to apply for the Seven Figure Flipping Mastermind Group. You can go to sevenfigurealtitude.com. You can drop your application in there. If you uh, have, if we can get you in, if you put it in right now, you're listening to this live, then we have an event this weekend that you might be able to attend virtually or in person, depending on where you are. And if it's after that, that's okay because we record everything that we do and you can watch everything in the archives of previous events. And just an amazing group of people. Michael and Chris talked about it. And I, I don't think that I could say it any better. It's just the people that are in there, the answers that you get, the folks that you're surrounding yourself with, that is so, so important. So go to sevenfigurealtitude.com, fill out your application and join us. You talk to Dave. Uh, I... <laughs> It was so funny them talking about how he was calling them. Uh, and so we will not bug you. We won't be all, we won't like force you to join. This is to see if you're the right fit and if we're the right fit for you. It's got to be a win-win. It's got to be a mutual fit. If it's not, we're going to tell you and we're going to be open to receive the fact that we might not be the right fit for you guys. You got to go find your tribe. You got to find the people that you want to surround yourself with. And if you're just getting started, that's okay. Fill out an application anyway. Dave's got some great resources, some great free stuff that you can uh, that you can pick up that can help you too. So go to sevenfigurealtitude.com fill out an application, let us know that you're interested, uh, reach out and talk to our team and uh, we'll get you going. So um, we'll see you guys on the next podcast. What if you could raise $500,000 of private capital in the next 30 days to fund your real estate deals? How would that change your business? How would that change your life? I've put together a 30 day challenge that will walk you through how to get access to all the private funding you'll ever need at incredibly low interest rates on your terms when you need it. It's called the 500K Challenge. This is the same system I've used to raise over $15 million the past few years. And you're not just going to learn how to raise it. You're going to actually start finding this money yourself within the next 30 days as you go through the challenge. This is the single most important skill any real estate investor needs to have, whether you're flipping houses, buying multifamily properties, wholesaling, or anything else. Jump in and start raising private money now at 500kchallenge.com. I'll see you guys on the inside.